Hello friends, this is Psychic Medium Miss Sarah with the Psychic Medium School. Today I'm going to talk about the psychic and tarot business. I want to reach out to all the people that are thinking about starting a business. Maybe they're in the uh, beginning stages of starting their business. Maybe they already have the skills and abilities and they intend to start a business. And so I just want to talk about some things that uh, you should consider before or in the early stages of having a psychic reading business. So one of the things that uh, you really need to think about is why you're starting this business. Is it for uh, financial freedom? Is it for uh, freedom of time? Is it for uh, some sort of goal that you have? I know a, a client of mine, it's her goal to live in Hawaii. And so beyond just helping people, she has a goal to live and uh, run her business from Hawaii in her, in her new home. So <clears throat> why are you starting the business? And I definitely encourage you to write these things down uh, so that you, way you know why you're starting your business. What's your, what's your true purpose? Uh, what's, what's the end game? The other thing is, is you want to know who your clients are. Who are they? Are A lot of times, uh, people don't think about this before they start a business, and then their marketing and advertising dollars go in the wrong direction because of that. And so with me, personally, with Etsy, I know that uh, the majority of the people, the traffic that comes on Etsy are females, um, around the same ages of me, I think 25 maybe to 40 is about the average age on Etsy, and uh, the United States has more traffic on Etsy than any other country, and I live in the United States. So that being said, I know that Etsy has the traffic. They are, their demographics that they're currently having with their traffic and my demographics are in line, and so that's why I personally chose it. I know people choose the psychic hotlines to run their business from. I like Etsy because I have that freedom of time where I don't have to be on the phone waiting for calls. I don't have to be um, in any certain place at any certain time. I deliver readings in less than 24 hours uh, for the most part, and that's my thing. So I have all day to figure out what time I'm going to be delivering that reading, right? And if you go on vacation, you can actually shut, uh, pause your shop, and there's certain ways to do that. I'm not going to go into that uh, during this podcast. So you want to know who your clients are, who your, who your, what your demographic is, what your target demographic is. So the other important thing that a lot of people, uh, it surprises me how many business owners, this is a business, by the way, this is a business, and you really... As a psychic or a tarot reader, we look at things from more of an artistic standpoint, I believe. And when you're running a business, you have to take it, you have to look at it in a different way. You have to look at the numbers. You have to look at it as a profitable business. And I think a lot of people, they go into this and it's kind of like, um, you know, if you're, a, if you're an electrician... That doesn't always mean that you can run an electrician business, right? There's certain management or leadership qualities. Uh, just running 
things, you know, left brain, right brain kind of thing. Okay, so how one of the things that you really truly need to know is how you solve your client's problem. That's probably one of the most important questions because that question is going to help you figure out how you market, how you advertise, uh, what you're saying to people. Uh, a lot of people make the mistake when they're in, because we're in sales technically, right? A lot of people make the mistake when they're selling a service. They want to talk about them, like if it's me, we'll say, I talk, the wrong way to do things is me talking about myself, just completely about myself, what my qualities are, you know, nobody cares. They really don't. I mean, at the end of the day, they want to know what problem you're solving for them, right? So I could talk about myself and believe in myself all day long, but if my client doesn't see what problems I can solve for them, I'm not going to have a client, right? And if you solve their problem, most likely they're going to be a return client. So really focus on how you're solving their problem. And when... uh, Another thing that I see a lot is that we're using terms in advertising and marketing that don't always, aren't simplified enough for the common, uh, for the common client, right? So if I'm using the word clairaudient, so my, that's my clair, primary clairability is clairaudience, I need to actually, if I'm writing that in copy, I need to actually simplify it. Uh, simplify it would simplifying it would mean that if I'm saying that uh, I you you know when you're describing how you do your reading uh, for them I use my clairaudient abilities I need to actually put in the copy clear psychic hearing so people understand the average person understands exactly what I'm doing um, I have a client that used or that does scrying work, mere scrying work, and I had no I mean I kind of had heard about it once but I didn't exactly understand what it was. So one of my suggestions to her was basically just to explain in it in her copy what scry, mere scrying was. So the simple uh, the the client the common client can understand so really think about how what knowledge your client actually has because if you confuse someone they're not going to be a client they're not going to purchase from you because they don't understand how you're solving their problem right so that's important to understand and i think that's something that a lot of people look at it from a different point of, or perspective and they forget to look at it from their client's perspective. So when you're reading, when you create like copy or your um, your description of your services, simplify it so that the common client understands it. Because if I use words like clairaudient and I'm looking for a client and they don't understand it, that's not going to appeal to them. But, you know, the people that it, it would understand it are the people that are doing exactly the same as I'm doing in most cases, right? So they're psychic readers as well. If I'm using those terms, the psychic readers will understand, but the common client won't. So that's why people, uh, when you're doing, um, when you're doing readings or listing readings, like especially on Etsy, uh, you would use like love reading or marriage reading or those types of things in your description. 
so that people understand, the common person can look at it and understand, oh, this is this is a reading to tell me who if the person I love loves me back, right? Like so that you solving the problem, how do you solve their problem? That's one of the most important questions in business. You don't have clients if you can't solve their problem. So uh, the next thing I have is what platform are you going to use for your business? I personally use Etsy. I talk about that a lot. But Etsy, I mean, it's not necessarily right for everyone, right? So do you want set hours? Are you the person that needs the structure of set hours? Uh, then, And in that case, you might want to take a look at the psychic hotlines and see if that's something that uh, you that would be a good fit for you. Uh, you could take a look at creating your own website and driving traffic to your website. That's uh, a whole other animal on its own, but that'd be your platform, right? That'd be your platform. You're the one driving traffic. You'd have more control over it, but it is a lot more difficult to do. But there are a lot of different platforms. I know Fiverr um, has psychics on it, psychic readings available. Etsy, you could offer, and you could offer psychic readings just on Facebook, quite honestly, if you wanted to. I do that every once in a while when I'm running a sale. and uh, But you should know, total sidebar, um, PayPal clients can actually uh, request a refund on PayPal if they wanted to, which would mean you would get charged back to your account. So just just so you know. So how are you going to track your clients? Tracking your clients is really important because you want to know who purchased from you and make sure you reach out to them. If they if they had a positive experience and you know they had a positive experience or if you're unsure, those are the clients that you reach back out to. Uh, I, of course, if somebody feels like they had a negative experience, obviously you wouldn't reach back out to them. So I'm going to cover this in a little more detail right after this uh, commercial break. So tracking your clients is very, very important. Going back and reaching out to them is important. Uh, I wouldn't do it more than once a month. People don't like emails, and emails are a good way to reach back out to clients. Uh, that's a makes more sense. Uh, Etsy, if you're on Etsy, you kind of have to be careful about that because you don't want them to report you for contacting them out, you know, when you shouldn't be. Uh, tracking your clients. So this can be done as simply as using a Excel file if you want. You There's different platforms that you can use for uh, CRM, uh, Customer uh, Relations Management, I believe it stands for. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways to track your your clients. I personally just use a simple Excel, Excel sheet um, and I also use, outside of that, I actually also use MailChimp. So that's something that uh, is a little bit different to set up. It definitely has a learning curve, but it's a great way to track clients, and you can actually set up uh, recurring emails that way as well. So tracking your clients is important because then you know who who you could go back to. So if you're running a sale during the month, you could email out that your you know your readings are going to be twenty percent off for the month uh, up until X date, right? So it just kind of keeps the attention and focus on you. Sometimes people forget, especially 
like with me, with Etsy, if you put in love reading or mediumship reading, you're going to get a whole slew of different readings from different individuals and people could get easily distracted. So this kind of just brings their focus back to you as a psychic reader. So con getting a way to track your clients. Another thing is, is tracking your sales and expenses. So how are you going to track your sales and expenses? I also use a spreadsheet to do this, an Excel spreadsheet. You don't, there's actually more like QuickBooks you could use if you wanted to. Uh, personally, I just use the Excel spreadsheet because it's easy for me and then I know it's on my computer and I just basically email it to myself at some point so that I have it saved on the, uh, on the web as well. And so sales and expenses are important because at the end of the day, it's your own business and you have to, like, depending on where you're at, either you may have taxes to pay. Uh, so the, and, and I'm not an accountant, so definitely, uh, get yourself an accountant. There's lists on the government website about, or if you're in the United States, about how to, um, what you need to save and all that kind of stuff. But I definitely get an accountant, uh, if you don't have one already at some point. Uh, so that's, that's a Tracking your expenses and your sales is important because not only are you tracking your sales for tax purposes, but you're also tracking your sales based on the readings that you're selling. So which reading is the most popular? Which uh, time frame is more popular? What month is the, once you get into like annual reports, what month is the most popular? When do you get the most business? Uh, those are all things that you need to know because then you know where to focus. There is a, a rule called the 80-20 rule. I'm not sure who who put it together. I, I, could, I should have looked before I started talking about it. But uh, the 80-20 rule is basically saying that 80% of your income will come from 20% of your clients. So that would be the top clients. And that 80-20 rule in business works very well because if you don't have, um, it, like let's say I have 25 listings on Etsy. I think that's about right, 30 maybe. Uh, if there's underperforming readings, there's no reason why you can't just get rid of them and, and try something different. If it's already underperforming, there's no reason, you know, to keep it on there necessarily unless you're just trying to get marketing um just trying to get uh, uh, visually, I guess when people search it, it's going to bring you up maybe more often, but you don't have to keep those readings on there. I'd, you can always experiment and try something, uh, create another listing and add it on there and see how it performs. So 80% of your profit will come from 20% of your clients. So let's see. The next thing I think that you should really think about as you're progressing is what are the products or services that you're going to sell so a lot of people there's some psychics that actually do both they have uh, products as well that's all it's completely up to you I personally don't do products at this time um, I just do services because I don't really want to deal with all the mailing and all that kind of thing so the products or services so I'm just going to specifically talk about services because that it has to do with psychics psychic readings tarot readings so services, 
exploring, and I use marmalade, by the way, marmalade with Etsy, I absolutely love it. So one of the things that I would say is that you need to consider what services you're offering. So personally, I just do, I have like a list of different readings that I do. I don't do anything at this point in time outside of that. Um, I do the, I do coaching business, or uh, Etsy shop coaching on Thinkific. I'll provide that link below, but that uh, is as far out of the spectrum as I get at this point in time, but you could do a lot of different things with this. You could do Reiki healing. You could do, uh, what do they call it, the Akashic Records, uh, astrology. There's a lot of different ways that you can use this. You could do spiritual coaching for people. I know uh, Christina Quick has a great... Uh, mentoring program that she has and she runs the profitable psychic academy and that's a facebook group and that's a great resource for uh actual spiritual coaching business and kind of laying that out so you can get passive income uh that's a, a different ball game uh that's something that if you're as you get into business and you're in business for a couple years that you might consider doing uh, but what products and services are you going to sell? What So services as far as uh, what your offerings are. So what types of readings are you doing? What types of healing are you doing? What do you offer? And when you think about this, uh, I would do research on things like Marmalade to see what's popular, um, especially if you're using Etsy. Uh, but as far as uh, the psychic hotlines go, you know, you might want to just research what is, take a look at what's sold, like how many people are buying and what are they buying. That's important because that's going to duplicate itself in your business. So personally, my most popular reading at this point in time is a spirit guide reading. And you can also do combo readings and that kind of thing. But this spirit guide reading has overperformed every single reading that I have. Uh, before that, it was my past life reading, but it's important to know that if I asked you what your most popular service is, do you know? It's just, it's important to know because that's the one that you're going to market the most, advertise the most, and put out there the most because you already know it can perform by itself, right? So it doesn't make any sense to take those services or products that are underperforming by themselves and try to boost the ads and uh, marketing and advertising on it. it makes no sense. So you want to take the ones that are performing well on their own and put them out there because you know that that's your uh, that's your twenty percent, right? That's your there's going to be twenty percent of your listings that people because it's eighty twenty down the line. 20% of your listings will be the listings that people actually are, you know, levitate to, gravitate to on their own without the ads. Personally, I also truly believe in marketing and advertising. I think that uh, being on a site that has its own uh, traffic is important, and knowing how much traffic your the site is actually getting is important, but... Marketing and advertising outside of your platform on social media is very important because it's going to create a brand for you. It's going to create 
you're going to become, in a sense, kind of an influencer, I suppose, in ways, and that helps you draw business in. So now when people say Psychic Medium Ms. Sarah, they can find me in so many different places. They can find me on Instagram, they can find me on Pinterest, they can find me on Etsy, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, I don't personally share my Snapchat, but those are things that um, that they can access you on. And personally, I use Facebook the most, and I advertise on Facebook. But you can choose any different platform to do this. You just the whole point is is that you're building a brand, and that is something that uh, you're gonna do by. And I personally use my name. Sarah is my name. Uh, and I do that because it is in line with my personal profile on Facebook, so then it's not confusing to people. People do use other names, but I figure that I'm doing a, a different things. I'm not just doing readings. I'm doing um, coaching as well. So I want it to be able to flow through into both. So if I say Sarah Harvey when I'm coach doing coaching or explaining coaching, it's not going to be... Seriously confusing to people, right? Because that's my name. So that's just something to keep in mind if you're considering a brand. Uh, I use my name and in my branding, and the only thing I don't use my name in is Psychic Medium School. And the reason I don't is because I wanted to be able to expand and have an umbrella that I'm doing things underneath. So and then at some point maybe I hire other instructors or I hire you know mentors onto the Psychic Medium platform psychic medium school platform or I you know it just gives me the opportunity to expand in a different way but it's not like using like a fake name or you know some name that you make up and I know sometimes witches have their uh pagan names I believe wiccan names uh and that's totally fine it's that's all up to you it's your choice what you do with it just consider uh, if you know five years down the road is it something you're going to be able to expand into different fields with if you choose to? So if you're thinking about spiritual coaching, those types of things, is it something that you can carry on into that? And are you going to be easily accessible for people? Another thing I could say is you should be using that same name if you can throughout every single platform because then people know who you are. So those are just some tips that I have. So I'm going to kind of go over with you uh, just the broad overview of what questions you should ask yourself. Why are you starting this business? Who are your clients? How do you solve their problem? What platform are you going to use for your business? How are you going to track your clients? How are you going to track your sales and expenses? What are the products or services that you're going to sell? And the most important thing is how do you solve their problems? What problem are you solving? Take a look at that 80-20 rule. Uh, you can find that easily on Google, I'm sure. And it'll describe the 80-20 rule to you in greater detail. But 20% of your clients are going to bring in 80% of your revenue. 20% of your listings are going to be bringing 80% of your revenue. You'll see that down the line. The number will be real close to that. So I hope that helps you guys in considering starting a psychic reading business, tarot reading business. Uh, if you've already started one, these are all still things that 
sometimes as business owners, we just have to take a look at it and go back to the drawing board and make sure that we know what the answers to these questions are. If there's a question, if you have a business and there's a question that you don't have answered, uh, that might take you to that next level that you've been looking to go to. You know, it just, these things are important to do and ha knowing how you solve a person's problems, client's problems is going to help you uh, moving forward in your marketing. So I hope you all enjoyed this and I would love to connect with you guys. You can join the Exploring Claire Audience group. Uh, if you're interested in learning how to make thousands on Etsy, I got the link to the creating an optimizing course down below. And that's going to include the delivering uh, legendary email reading up until uh, the end of November. And so you'll get that bundle package and also become or get access to that Etsy VIP group. Uh, where I share different techniques, more in-depth techniques um, for people. We're basically having a higher level conversation about how to uh, expand in business and those types of things. So I hope you guys enjoyed this and I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast or hearing or you, you joining the next podcast.